Let's go to Ukraine and check in with Joseph Lindsley. And Joe, based on our conversations with you for the past uh, almost a year now, I fully expect you to tell me that you had a brief moment with President Biden in uh, Kiev this morning. <laughs> I, uh, I was waiting for you to say that today, Bob. Good afternoon. No, I am in Kharkiv, uh, 30 miles to Russia. Uh, but still, it's quite extraordinary. And everyone's feeling the emotions from this, that the president of the United States was in Kiev. Uh, today. In fact, uh, his visit uh, to the Ukrainian capital occurred just as the air raid alarms began to sound in every single uh, oblast or province of Ukraine. Uh, right at that very moment, as the alarms wailed, uh, President Biden was walking the streets of Kiev with President Zelensky. He was laying a wreath at St. Michael's Golden Domed Monastery. And that monastery, as we've talked about before, was a key site of the 2014 protests that became the Revolution of Dignity. Uh, which uh, the, 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 the end days of that revolution were nine years ago from this week. Uh, and so there's a lot of significance to, to these moments coming together. This week also we'll have the, you know, the one-year anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Uh, even though we had nationwide air alarms for a couple of hours while President Biden was here, I think every single person here on Ukrainian soil knew that there was no threat of missile attack at that moment. Uh, reportedly, those are alarms were because there was uh, uh, aircraft over Belarus. Obviously, you know, Russia was probably trying to send some kind of signal, but I think they did not dare fire a single missile into Ukrainian territory. Of course, there it was continued shelling and battles uh, in the east and south, but no major missiles uh, flying when, with the United States president here. And I, I think if you look at this, it's a confidence-boosting visit during a week, you know, Coming up into this week, as we've discussed a lot uh, on the program last week, there was a lot of trepidation about what, what might happen this week. What is Russia going to do uh, as, a, as the one-year anniversary of this full-scale war approaches? And I think here we see maybe a reminder that it's, it's easy to kind of get scared about what Putin might do in the Kremlin, but it's also possible that Putin can be scared, and especially when the West stands together. Uh, and, you know, when Boris Johnson, he was one of the first foreign leaders to come to Kiev. Uh, that was very, it required a lot of courage uh, because, they're, they're, you know, it was much more dangerous back then. Uh, and I think that that visit uh, of, of Boris Johnson when he was prime minister was the beginning of the momentum that led to today's visit with uh, President Biden. And, you know, because of the security position of the president and, and you know, the, the importance of the United States, there's no way that such a visit could happen if there was not absolute confidence that Russia would not take advantage of that moment. I mean, think of even when U.S. presidents have, uh, when they went to Afghanistan for Thanksgiving or some surprise visit, we never knew about those visits until a visits until after they were home or on the way home. So it really is remarkable that in real time, uh, the world knew that President uh, Biden was here and that he gave that speech, uh, that uh, I think remarkable speech uh, in Kiev uh, today. And a, a few interesting things that he said. Um, he said uh, that Ukraine has been succeeding President Biden said Ukraine has been succeeding beyond all and every expectation except your own. And I thought it was powerful how he recognized that in those early days of the war, uh, most people thought there was no chance for the Ukrainians. But the Ukrainians knew that they could succeed. And President Biden recognized that today. He also noted that people are fleeing from Russia, not just from the military, but because it's a society with no future. Uh, and this is very different from what, say, President Macron of France said a couple of days ago. Uh, that, you know, we, we need to continue to work with Russia. And then just uh, one maybe uh, question about it. At the very end of his speech, President Biden said that this war, you know, this is very difficult and it could go on for 
weeks, months, or years. And so I do think that the question remains behind all the trappings, you know, does what do Washington and the free world want a quick, a quick victory? Uh, that question still remains, but I, we do certainly see from this visit today a new level of confidence in what has been a very scary time. Joseph, do you think that part of Putin's strategy is to prolong this war as long as possible, banking on support waning from the West? For sure. And I think that in many ways, I think in order to get to this point of this visit today from the American president, Ukraine, the Ukrainians really had to prove themselves. You know, I mean, it was a whole year for this to happen. Uh, and, and so quite a test. And uh, in some ways, it even I think sometimes people in the West might be a little bit glib of, you know, like even with this visit today on Ukrainian social media uh, and, and, and uh, uh, Americans on social media are saying, oh, Putin must be you know, very scared today. And certainly it sends a powerful signal. But I think if you look at, you know, and as, as President Biden kind of alluded to in his speech, you know, Russia is a society that, that, that was going nowhere, sort of a society of destruction. And the war on Ukraine is giving Putin some purpose in his country. And we, I think we have to remember that. It's that he might actually be enjoying, uh, you know, being the pariah of the world, uh, given his psychology and psyche. And so we can, we can never be too complacent about that. Uh, but, but I think... Uh, this, you know, when when the uh, nine years ago this week, the Ukrainian people were demonstrating in the streets and against all odds, they the pro Putin totalitarian regime fled. They were terrified of the people. And, you know, back then uh, that that was uh, two, two, uh, sorry, two months later, uh, Moscow, Putin took the Korean Peninsula from Ukraine hmm. and uh, Biden was vice president. Obama, President Obama, uh, the Obama Biden administration did uh, did nothing when mm. when uh, Putin took Crimea, and in fact, you know, Joe Biden's son ended up working for a member of the regime that the Ukrainian people kicked out of their country, uh, a company that called Burisma that benefited from Moscow taking Crimea. Uh, and I think you can see though how this war maybe has changed a lot of people, and I've you see that on every level of the war how people you, you sort of rise to the moment. And I saw that in President Biden's speech, and he said when he first spoke to President Zelensky in the first few hours of the war, Zelensky was telling him he could hear the bombs, you know, from the presidential residence. And President Biden said he'll never forget that. And so I think that we maybe are seeing an awakening and maybe a response to President Zelensky's speech in London saying we don't have to live, you know, in a world where we're always afraid of tyrants. And so maybe we're seeing some kind of change. And and that is uh, maybe perhaps... Uh, today, today's visit is a sign of a of a new a new view on how free people uh, can live in the world. It's a fascinating and complicated history. Uh, when I was looking at the video of President Biden and President Zelensky in Kiev, uh, standing in front of that beautiful church with the golden domes, I, I, I mean, I kept thinking, uh, God, I hope the Russians don't don't bomb uh, this this structure. Uh, aren't you fearful of something like that? Well, you know, and, and interesting to know because actually the Soviet Russians destroyed that structure uh, because they outlawed, uh, you know, they, they were from much of the history of the Soviet Union, they outlawed religion. So that structure was rebuilt uh, when uh, it was a thousand years old, but it's totally rebuilt in the 1990s when Ukraine got its independence. Uh, but I think, uh, no, and I, I felt that, in fact, I went running during the air alarm when I knew President Biden was speaking here. You know, I think everyone had complete confidence. Uh, and that's what such a visit does. It shows that there, no one for a second thought there's any way that 
the Kremlin would take any action against Ukraine while the president of the United States was here. And I think that really does show that if the West stands together, if free countries around the world stand together, victory is possible. Uh, I, th- I think it really is a momentous occasion, and, and, and maybe it will start making people a little bit less afraid uh, of, of the Kremlin. Uh, Joe, I'll leave you with, uh, with this, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. I want to share this text with you from a listener. Uh, recently at Rod Stewart's shows in Florida, he dedicated Rhythm of My Heart to Ukraine, a very moving part of the concert. I thought I would share this, and hopefully, uh, Bob, you can send uh, this along to Joseph. And there's a picture of uh, Rod Stewart on stage and a, on the video screen, a big picture of President Zelensky. And then this uh, listener says, uh, the F word and Russians were used together in Rod Stewart's introduction of the song. And, and that's from Jim. So I, wa- I wanted to share that with you, Joseph. Uh, well, even as you know, Ukrainians don't like to swear. So even, but even little kids in Ukrainian will use, uh, will, will speak like that. Uh, but I, I appreciate that that text, and you know, I think rhythm of the heart. And maybe again, as we see with this visit today from the president, maybe there has been a change of heart uh, in the world because Ukrainians have proved something. You know, after almost three hundred and sixty-five days hmm. uh, of mm-hmm. war, uh, maybe we're seeing. We'll, we'll, maybe this upcoming year is going to be one of uh, optimism and, and some new type of vision. We can only hope. Until tomorrow, be safe, Joseph. Thank you, Bob.